Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're about to hear an episode from the podcast A Better Normal. Here, we take the disruption brought by COVID-19 to consider not just the new normal that awaits us, but a better normal that we might as well work for. If you like this episode and want to hear more, subscribe to A Better Normal on your favorite podcast app. I think what happened because of the quote-unquote new normal and also because of the pandemic Parang everyone's scrambling to find symbols and visual cues to use. It's important to get a designer. You see it everywhere. Posters reminding people to wash their hands, signs telling people to wear face masks, or, if you're attentive enough, stickers on the street for where you should stand when waiting for a bus. We call them visual cues, and it's supposed to guide people to act a certain way. Ventura, and in this special series of Pua Podcast, we take the disruption brought by COVID-19 and all the time quarantine affords us to consider not just the new normal that awaits us, but the better normal that we might as well work for. In this Better Normal episode, we've invited experts from two very different fields, economics and design, as we try to understand the role that visual cues can play during a pandemic with Dan and Jeff. Hi, I'm Dan Mutitina. I'm a designer and illustrator. I run a design studio called Plus X3. It's part of the Hydra Design Group. I'm Jeff. Um, I'm currently here in Australia doing my PhD, but I'm an assistant professor at UP Los Baños. If Jeff sounds familiar, that's because he's also one of the co-hosts of another Pua podcast show. It's called Usapang Ekon. Check it out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But back to our topic for the day. Visual cues. Sa ating kalikasan at upang maiwasan ang pagkalag ng COVID-19, panatigihin po natin ang one-meter social distancing. Ito na ang maririnig na paalala sa MRT stations. Oras na magbalik operasyon ng mga tren. Tagtad ng paalala at markang istasyon. Pagpasok mula sa EDSA, sa elevator, sa pagbili ng tiket, hanggang sa pagakyat sa platform. Dan, you're a designer. Jeff, you're an economist. But the two of you actually share the same opinion on the X-Mark fiasco at the LRT1. Maybe it's better for you guys to tell the story. Dan? I just saw it actually online. So I think some of my other designer friends were posting about it and talking about why people weren't following it. Not because they were quote-unquote pasaway, but I guess the setting and the design that was created was so confusing for most people. Yung symbol that they used was yung X mark. 
And syempre, yung sa design din, parang when you see X, it always means wrong. But it was meant to be the location where you were supposed to sit. So parang yun yung, I guess, isa sa mga reasons why it was a very interesting discussion for a lot of designers because of yun, the use of symbols and iconography and it, why it was confusing for a lot of people. Okay, tapos Jeff, why does this concern economics? Ako, ang major ko kasi talaga is behavioral economics. So it's more of understanding how the human mind works. Kasi diba, parang sa, sa neoclassical uh, economics, ang assumption lagi is that uh, people or humans are rational. Pero at the end of the day, ang human mind kasi prone to systematic errors. So yung sinasabi nga ni Dan, pag nakakita ka ng X, ano ba yung natural reaction mo? Diba? Nakita ko yung parang tweet about Filipinos being pasaway. Tapos parang ang ang comment niya is, tingnan niyo tong mga tao, oh, hindi hindi, siya, hindi sila sumusunod. Kasama dun sa post na yun, yung parang instruction. Kasi may mga instruction naman all all over the place na parang umupo ka dun sa X or, or dun ka sa X tumayo. So sabi ko, what if magsulat kaya ako ng paper? So kinausap ko yung supervisor ko din, kaya kami nag-came up with this discussion paper on nudging. And the paper is called, When a Nudge is Not a Nudge, Why GCQ Visual Cues in Metro Manila's Train Systems Fail. And it's published online by the College of Economics and Management of UP Los Baños. Google nyo na lang. It's available for anyone to read. Okay, Jeff, let's put the LRT1 discussion on pause and talk about nudging. What do you mean by this? Okay, yung nudging kasi talaga, nag-start yan kay Thaler at saka kay Sunstein. Si Thaler is a Nobel Prize winner in economics because of this, yung nudge theory. So, parang ang concept kasi ng nudging sa economics, parang it deviates from traditional methods of enforcement. Kagaya nga ng mga punishment, yung mga ganyan. So, parang ito, parang kumbaga, ang tawag dito, soft intervention. So basically, when you say you're nudging people, you're not really forcing them to do something, but you're trying to encourage them to do something. Sa book ni, ni Thaler, meron siyang maganda example to ng nudging. Um, tungkol to dun sa parang CR or bathroom ng Amsterdam Airport. So ang problem kasi dun sa uh, male bathroom or male CR dun sa Amsterdam Airport, ang taas ng urine spillage. So ngayon, siguro, pag inisip mo, pag tinanong mo, kunwari, yung isang regular economist, how do you go about sa problem na to? Siguro, pwedeng isadjust sa'yo, mag-invest ka sa magandang urinal, or pababain mo, ano ba, ayusin mo ba yung expenses mo when it comes sa cleaning, or something like that. Pero, yung ginawa dun sa Amsterdam Airport is that naglagay lang sila ng fly sticker. Yes, so Amsterdam's Kippel Airport placed a small photorealistic image of a fly on the urinals near the drain. Because the idea was flies are small and annoying and the instinct of people was just to try to kill it. So they aimed at the fly when they peed. Al- alam nyo, ang nangyari is that nabawasan ng 80% yung urine spillage dun sa Amsterdam Airport. Tapos bumaba yung cleaning cost nila ng 8%. So, ganun siya ka-powerful. And that's the thing eh. They didn't even tell them to aim at the fly. It's just something that they did intuitively. And yun yung maganda dun eh. It's positive reinforcement. 
actually parang uh, tama kay parang positive reinforcement in such a way that para kasing minsan yung utak ng tao hindi clear sa kanya yung incentive in doing something good. Isa pang magandang example, sa ibang bansa, ginagamit na to nudge people na hindi na bawasan yung pagkain ng junk food by imbis na nutritional labels yung ilagay, ang nilalagay nila is yung activity na kailangan mong gawin para ma-burn yung calorie na ipapasok mo sa katawan mo pag kinain mo yung junk food. Like, for example, 10-minute jogging, mga ganyan. Ganun yung nakalagay sa junk food. Kina-clarify niyo yung incentives or disincentives ng isang action by making it either visual or uh, more apparent. Dan, do you also practice nudging in visual design? It's common in everywhere, like in visual design, in web design, in digital, na okay, pag, when you're looking at a website, where do you want people where do you want the eye, eye of someone to go? If you're doing a design for a packaging, saan mo sila gusto magbukas ng packaging and bawal yung certain area buksan. So, mga, mga ganong ways na we, we do it. So, trains in Metro Manila resumed operations in June. This is around the time that government started easing the lockdown and allowed some people to go back to work. And so, the challenge was to get commuters to practice social distancing while inside these trains. And for this, gumamit sila ng visual cues. And I just wanted to bring in something Dan pointed out in our previous conversation, na part of the reason why we resort to visual cues is so that we don't have to give so much instructions to people. Yung behavior ng mga tao in places of transit, parang rare sila na magbabasa ng mga poster na mahaba yung chika. And yung sasabihin mo lang naman, X means sit there. Parang weird siya. Siyempre, yung the usual na ginagamit is either yung bilog or yung may paa. Pero yung bilog, minsan hindi nag-work. So, may, may ganun factor. Iniisip ko though, maybe they thought na parang X parang marks the spot kind of thing yung iniisip nila. May gusto akong isingit doon sa sinabi mo, Dan. Ang problem nga kasi, di ba, sabi mo, possible na yung ibang tao, yung interpretation nga nila doon is parang sa treasure hunt. Ibig sabihin, dito ka dapat umupo. Pero yun yung problem eh. May iba't ibang interpretation yung mga tao. Ang visual cue, mas maganda, universal siya. Ibig sabihin, dapat lahat tayo, same yung interpretation. Kasi if we have different interpretation, then na-defeat yung purpose ng no, <laughs> visual cue. Exactly, for an area na mabilis yung movement ng tao, di ba? Para gusto lang makapunta from point A to point B. At saka, Kat, relate ko lang dun sa sinabi mo. Actually, totoo, tama ka. Kung may visual cue, dapat hindi na kailangan ng, ng mahabang instruction. Kasi nga, sa nudge theory, parang sinasabi na parang a visual cue is worth uh, a thousand instructions. Okay, so let's talk about this proposal for a better normal. How can we improve the system for creating and designing visual cues, especially during this pandemic? I think what happened because of the quote-unquote new normal and also because of the pandemic, parang everyone's scrambling to find symbols and visual cues to use. So, ako naman, yung tingin ko lang dun is, it's important to get a designer. It doesn't have to have a big studio or a, a good studio. It's someone who, who knows how to design. Actually, isa sa recommendation ko dun sa paper is that we can actually imitate other countries na meron silang mga nudging units. Kumbaga, nag-start kasi talaga yan sa UK, yung meron silang behavioral insight at uh, 
scheme or bit, yun yung tawag. So, itong bit, hindi lang siya economists. Ano to? Mga social scientists. So, kasama rin syempre yung mga designers. Kasi, kunwari, sa pag-implement pa lang nitong mga visual cues dito sa Australia, meron sila mga handbook on how to do it, on how to do it correctly. Maganda siya kasi, yun nga, at the end of the day, itong policies na to, ang babagsakan nito mga tao. So you really have to consider them. Paano ba natin aayusin yung incentive systems in order for them to understand it better? Minsan laging nakakalimutan yung tao. <laughs> Pero tama yung sinasabi ni Jeff, eh, na we have to do it, do it right. I mean, for us, tipong the whole design process na testing, prototyping, etc etc so parang para what we come up with parang pinag-isipan talaga kumbaga okay so we're down to our last two questions first ano ang mga challenges when it comes to visual cues and essentially nudging people because right now it sounds easy parang dun sa mga nakikinig and dun sa mga examples na binigay natin maglagay ka lang ng sticker tapos yun na yun? Actually, katama ke. Kasi parang uh, sa totoo lang, yung concept kasi ng visual cue, parang kumbaga sa isang typical Filipino, it's not something na alam na nila before. Parang, I mean, parang kumbaga fresh pa to sa atin. Ang napansin ko kasi, itong mga ganitong klaseng policy interventions, kinukondition mo na yung mga tao na gagamitin mo siya. So, parang feeling ko, if we want this visual cues to work, kailangan din ayusin na natin yung sistema pa lang from sa education on how we train our young citizens. Yeah, actually, kasi up until now, yung naisip ko lang na example is yung isa sigurong universal na visual cue, at least sa Pilipinas at sa lahat ng nakakaranas ng traffic, ay yung stoplight. Parang just the colors na red, yellow, green. Parang is that it? Is that all we have in common? Those three colors? Actually, di ba, pag, pag tinignan mo yung, ay, ang pinakamagandang example talaga na, na nakita ko is, hindi naman sa nagiging bias ako na nasa Australia ako, pero yung, nasa, yung sa New South Wales, kasi yung sa upuan talaga nila, may nakasulat, sit here, kulay green, tapos may check. Parang lahat na, parang lahat na nang pwede mong i-associate sa, oo, dito ka umupo, parang nandun. Kung hindi ka marunong magbasa, kulay green siya, tapos may check. Parang, Kumbaga, very inclusive yung visual cue. So, parang dapat kasi uh, ang thinking lagi ng gumagawa ng visual cue, gano'ng ka-inclusive yung visual cue. To add to what Jeff said, parang it's very challenging. It's not something na we can solve right away. Kasi for example, for us, like designers, may mga visual biases kami na or visual sort of knowledge kami na familiar sa amin na tingin namin people will behave. So, for example, yung mga nandun sa paper ni ni Jeff na mga symbols na pinakita niya. Yun, alam namin lahat yun eh, na parang red, bawal, uh, green, okay, uh, yellow, pag-isipan mo, anong gagawin mo, parang caution. Tsaka Kat, isa pa siguro ano, challenge, parang wala masyadong link talaga between the academe and the government. Feeling ko minsan, we're just making noise. Parang ganun yung sa akin, yun yung frustration ko. Kasi feeling ko, ang dami-dami dyang willing mag-volunteer eh, para mag- mag-design nitong mga visual cue or talagang tumulong sa government para magkaroon ng, ng uniformity sa mga ginagamit ng visual cue. Pero parang walang nagtatap. 
this has been such an interesting discussion. And for our final thoughts, let's talk about how this ultimately goes back to health and how the point of nudging and positive reinforcement is to prevent COVID-19 from spreading any further. Let's start with Jeff and then Dan. Ako sa akin, Kat, siguro tama kay Mali rin naman kasi na i-oversell masyado tong visual cues and nudging measures. Kasi nga, diba, gaya nga ng sinabi ko, hindi lang talaga siya yung solution. It's a, a minor component of a bigger policy toolbox. Aminado ako na itong mga visual cue, hindi siya yung main, uh, solely makakapag-solve ng problem dito sa pagkalat ng COVID. Dan? Kasi parang ano siya eh, parang siya yung visual representation of what the national policy for GCQ is. Kasi, di ba, parang pag mo GCQ, even the naming, kumbaga, confusing siya eh. Ngayon, alam na ng mga tao yung ibig sabihin, pero it was confusing for us to, what is ECQ, MECQ, GCQ? What's even the differences of these things? Na sa in other countries, easier sila eh. Kasi yung dalawang kapatid nasa, yung isa nasa UK, yung isa nasa New Zealand. Sila, level-level yung kanila eh. Parang ano nang talaga siya eh. Support siya. And oh, even if it's just support, parang kailangan din siyang dumaan sa process na we won't confuse people. Kasi in other countries, di ba, may mga handouts na mababasa mo, sa TV, makikita mo. Even sa TV, naka, yung mga people from their health department, may slogan ng mga sinasabi nila kung paulit-ulit. Eh. As in, ano siya eh, parang it's a consistent use of language, of symbols also. Now, you don't just see in the MRT station, you see it everywhere. And you see people using it everywhere. And yun lang, parang it reinforces the policy for uh, the response to the pandemic and how we do Again, I'm Kat Ventura, your host and producer for this episode. You've been listening to A Better Normal, a Puma podcast production. This episode was edited by Nico Bolante. If you have ideas for A Better Normal, message us on our Facebook page, Puma Podcast PH. Also, follow Pumua Podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 